You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Let's roll. It's hard to keep track of uh, what day it is, uh, but I believe it's Thursday. It's Thursday. So it's the Thursday edition of Game Time Decisions Radio Red Heat and Rage. I am Gabriel Moretzis, and alongside the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, Tony Sincata will join us in the 6 o'clock uh, hour. That is, it's not snowing too hard, Jake. I think a lot of people lost power. Uh, was it 200,000 in New Jersey? Ooh, boo-hoo. That's a lot of that's that's a pretty that's pretty significant though, buddy. No, I got to admit it would completely suck. I was without internet or cable uh, here a couple of weeks ago, basically for about three hours, and I started to freak. Oh yeah, Matt, try try three days. What happened? Remember back in the remember the I ice storm to freak. Yeah. So yeah, I know it sucks. No, I know we lost where I was. I was in an old neighborhood too. We lost it for three days the worst thing about it was all the freezer food i started i basically invited all my buddies over and go you want a roast you want chicken we just cooked up everything there because it was all going bad well there was the famous ice storm in montreal oh, yeah, that was a brutal one too there was no power in the city for 10 days 11 days that's nuts i actually it's uh, the only time it was like uh, the only time i've ever like uh, had to take care of myself i actually took an axe my ex-girlfriend had a fireplace and uh, she's like, you got to get some wood. I'm like, get yeah, some wood. wood. Yeah, go to the I park like, and chop a tree. I did. <laughs> Kim, I did. I, that's exactly what she had. An axe. She gave me an axe. I was like, all right. I went out and it was like, dude, the city was shut down. It's all dark everywhere. Yeah. I just went in this park, man. Bam, knocked off a couple of branches. I got an axe. Bang, bang, bang. I did the exact same thing, buddy. When I, when I was living up in the Arctic, uh, the pipes froze, and basically I opened up. I thought it was hot water, just sludge rolled down. I'd be like, in trouble. Oh, big trouble. Like I, I would, I would last like maybe. I'd tap out like on one of those survivalist shows. I'd be like the guy going up to the cameraman and going, "Listen, nah, this is no joke. Like the show's over. Yeah, 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 take, take, yeah, get yeah. me out of here. Like, I'm done. Cut tape. I can picture, picture you like spassing. Yeah. You gotta get me out of here <laughs> now. <laughs> you know what? I do You're that. up in a helicopter on top of this mountain and stuff. And they're like, "All right, Mr. Stewart, we'll see you in uh, we'll see you in four days." I would do, I would do well for a while, but but the problem is my addictions. I think it's like caffeine. Like the thing is, if you couldn't bring things that you yeah, have. Pepsi out there. Then I'm done. Like, uh, give me two days. I'll, 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 you're right. Bring, I can't have a backpack. You can have like a couple of cans. <laughs> you can see you. Ah, oh, it's liquid gold. You, you and I should try to. Uh, Let's not. No, no. You, you want to play Survivor? Is that what you want to do? No, I was going to say uh, we should uh, try to. Uh, we should try to uh, climb the highest uh, mountain in the world. I'd rather not, Gabe. <laughs> I got pro- I got problems making it to the studio every day. <laughs> it's a forty minute walk. No mountains, please. <laughs> it would be great. Uh, I think uh, I think it would be a good uh, it would be a good time. Highest mountains. Well, 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 we we should start pretty low. Like let's just let's start at like Mount Rainier and like move up a little bit. You know what I mean? We're not gonna what Kilimanjaro? No thanks. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna no, go. Yeah. We're gonna go for the the big deal. No, no, we start we start small. Mountain climbing, man. I get tired walking up the steps. So do I. You, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, heavy breathing, buddy. Heavy that's the one. Breathing. That's the best part about uh, not going into the uh, the old studio. What? Walking up the stairs. <laughs> oh yeah, those stairs were steep. Yeah, and we should know it was only on the second floor. It was. I used to like every day I'd get up, I'd be like, ah. I know. I look. At <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I should note I was. I did show up like a minute before the that's show. That's true. You so did, you I did was, some hustling. Yeah, I was. I, I had a brisk pace going. I, I had a brisk uh, I say, pace. I, I am in better shape, though, with the bowling ball bag and 60 pounds and walking. You know, when I hit my train, i got to get there in a few minutes. So, Gabe, you know what? My cardio is getting a little bit better. It's, it's not as bad as it was. <laughs> it's not great, though. <laughs> Nothing right home out. Hey, we got some games going on, buddy. Uh, you on uh, the same stuff I am? You're not on Oklahoma State, though. That's, that's something that I need. No, right now uh, we are sweating out. Clemson and Boston College try to get the over here. We got over one uh, one forty one. Is it one thirty nine and a half? One thirty nine and a half. It's sixty five sixty one with five minutes left remaining. Sweat. So it should be able to get. It should there. be. We're at one twenty six. BC starting to score. They they only had. You just six. don't know, Cam. You yeah. just don't know with these games. You don't know, but uh, hey, they had six points. Like a few minutes, all of a sudden they got twenty five. So that's a good start. They're at least scoring some. Baskets. You know what's somewhat of a, a surprise uh, right now? UNLV. They're up eight on Nevada right now. Yeah, Nevada, at the half, 39-31. Nevada was a five and a half point favorite. I got to tell you, this is big for UNLV. I don't know. I don't think they're getting into the tournament. I think they'd probably have to win the Mountain West. But beating Nevada helps them. Their bubble is a little bit bigger. It gets the well. If they beat Nevada, they could beat anybody else. That's the thing. They're like maybe this is is this thing. They never win, Cam. I can't recall off the top of my head UNLV ever winning, winning the, the Mountain, Mountain West. West. No, they don't. They like, never win. I, you know, it's funny because the Mountain West tournament is in Las Vegas, and a couple of people brought it up that hey, this isn't fair. Like it's it's it should be on a neutral site. And why is it in Las Vegas? But they, but they still never win when it's on a, on and, their home floor. And I remember both. Uh, remember uh, Steve Alford. Now UCLA used to be New Mexico. Lobos. And he said, "I got no problem with it being in Vegas. It's fine." Because he won. He kept winning. It's a good point. <laughs> that guy was Steve really Fisher. successful. He owed, he owed. They owed you and LV. It was like you and LV never wins the damn tournament. So the winning teams in the tournament are like, "No, no, we don't mind going to Vegas. It's fine. It's right. fine." Always the Lobos or the Aztecs. Still, Those are the teams. Yesterday, that got it Air down. Force played Vegas. The, the arena was half full, and it was a Thomas and Max Center. Dude, it, yeah. was, it was noon. It was noon Vegas time. I know you against think, Air Force. You think the de- de- degenerates would be out there watching the game, but no, it's pretty empty. I don't understand it. Colorado's actually hanging around. They're only down two points at the half to, to Arizona. That's going to be. I'm on it. I, I, I'll tell you, the Buffaloes. That's a team. They can if they if they can beat Arizona today. I think they're they're an interesting, very very dangerous team. They already beat Arizona State, so we'll see what happens there. Tight, tight one. I'm, uh, I got Oklahoma State. They're down three to Kansas. 41-38 Jayhawks right now. Should have maybe gone on the over in that game. There's some points. The stress, stress job. Yeah, it's always a stress job. You, know, you think things are going to be easy. They're, it's never going to be easy. Uh, nothing's easy. No, it's not. Pete nothing. Annapolis. He's going to step up and, in and uh, join us. Pete Annapolis, a former assistant with the UMass uh, Minutemen. Uh, UMass, actually, uh, in action this afternoon. So we'll talk some basketball. We'll run the Gollum with Pete. We'll talk a little NBA. Um, LeBron James hits a shot last night, and man, it's like, dude, LeBron James hits a stupid two-point shot with 12 seconds left, and they—it's they, like they act like he's Moses, and the, 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 you know, he's parting the red freaking seat. It's like, dude, like he's LeBron James. He's supposed to hit that exactly. Shot. He's supposed to hit that shot. It's so the best. For the record, there's a report out today that the four teams that LeBron James uh, is considering for next year, staying in Cleveland, Houston Rockets. Ooh. Staying in Cleveland, Houston Rockets, L.A. Lakers. Makes sense. 
does it. You know, the Lakers does sort of have that feel. I've always got the feeling that he was going to go to uh, that he was going to go to Houston. Actually, think about how dangerous the Houston Rockets are now, and you add him, they're the super team. How's Golden State going to compete with that? With Houston, Houston is on fire, Marantz. Yeah, again, you warned me. You warned me. You warned me last night. You warned me, and I know I had to be I the idiot. I didn't bet on I, them, I, but I, I told you. I know. Hey, I was. I had, I had a good night. I had a good night. I, you warned me. I'm like, I'm going to take the Bucks plus six, and I'm thinking, hey, they're hanging around, and then Houston just gets on that run. It's over. No, man. betting against the Houston Rockets right now it's is stupid. about as safe as uh, passing out drunk on the train tracks. <laughs> It's like, yeah. been close. It's like, yeah, the, the train <laughs> might not come before you wake up, it, but it, it could, it, and it, it probably will. It, it comes. I caught on camp about, uh, about a week and a half ago. I did it like three nights in a row. I was like, all right, Houston's at Utah. I was like, man, they played the night before. Yeah. This is a tough spot for them. It can't be like seven at Utah. They won by 14. Yep. And it's just been this pattern of, oh, yeah, Oklahoma City. Oklahoma the City, yep. They oh, lose by Oklahoma 11. City, they play against good teams, tough. Yeah, yeah. How'd that work out? Not well. How'd it work out last night? They just doesn't matter. No. Back to back. It's just, they're like the Golden State Warriors were in past years, where you just can't bet against them. But it doesn't mean they're going to beat the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs. No, it doesn't. But I don't know. I've been, you know, it's tough to tell with the Warriors, Cam. I watch a lot of Warrior. I watch all the Warrior games in the late night hours, and they're going through, they're going through the motions. They, you can tell they're frustrated. They're tired. They're sort of. They're surly. Yeah. It's not this, like, hey, everyone's smiling and Curry's smiling. Durant's just sort of in a bad mood. Draymond Green's really – I look forward to talking about this with Tony. Draymond's, like, really, really struggling now. But he still puts up big fantasy numbers. But he's – he's they're fighting through it, Cam. It's tough, buddy. It's been three years in a row that these guys have played this elite-level type stuff. And it's three years in a row Extra where games. every team in the league is cutting for them. Right, yep. it's a big game for you every time the Warriors come to town now, so they've got to deal with the other team's best every night. I'm not overwhelmed. I still think they're going to win the, the title, but as you know, watching the Warriors, you can just see they're frustrated. They want to get to the damn playoffs. Yeah, the regular season, These regular season, it's an inconvenience games. to them right now. It's annoying. Them. Yeah, exactly. But the fact of the matter is, Cam, these games are becoming important. We'll talk about this with Indianapolis. The Houston Rockets are. They're playing for that one seed. Exactly. Like, it's no joke. They're winning every night. When you win 17 freaking nights in a row, you're going to climb in the standings. So the, the, the Golden State Warriors, it's kind of kind of crazy. It's the first time in years that they're like, oh, damn. Like, uh, here's Houston. We might not have home court. That's the thing. So, yeah, that's no, the Houston Rockets, and they know if, if that's the only chance that they're going to have is getting home court, man. And i got to be honest with you. I know Golden State can put it all together. they got all the weapons. But the way Houston's playing, Gabe, I wouldn't step in front of them. This could be This could be the year. Like, as it is right now, they're one game up on the Golden State Warriors for, for home court. Meanwhile, the Toronto Raptors last Again. night. I don't know if you saw DeMar DeRozan's late dunk uh, last night. Maybe the best play, play of the year in the NBA. If it was anyone else besides yeah. the Toronto Raptors. Oh, if it was LeBron, we'd still be on there. <laughs> Banners. It would be on a 24-hour loop. Yeah, for sure it would be. LeBron James went coast to coast, and he dunked it. I saw somebody sent me uh, somebody sent me a tweet today of uh, ESPN's uh, season preview of the NBA. They picked the Raptors to finish sixth in the East. <laughs> yeah, worldwide leader. Yeah, the, these guys even on off nights they they just they the find best, ways to get the it best done. Is they said uh, the Raptors will have a hard time overcoming the loss of Patrick Patterson. 
Are you kidding me? That was the best thing that ever happened to them. It's like it's like saying the San Diego Chargers uh, were going to be you know in tough to replace Ryan Leaf. And that's not fair to that's Patrick. Not, that's not fair to Patrick Patterson. He's got a couple good years. He's a good guy. He's a grinder. But I'm just saying, yeah. Like really? Yeah. Like, no, they don't miss Patrick Patterson one bit. Like really? Yeah. Like we were gonna we were gonna finish uh, we were gonna finish it sixth. Uh, we got some Mike Piazza news. Actually. Ooh, Mike Piazza. Yeah, Mike Piazza. Mike Piazza, of course, uh, former LA Dodger, New York Met, but uh, we all remember him most as being a Florida Marlin. Um. That was the best. How long was he with the Marlins? Like 11 days? <laughs> might, maybe under. The, 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 Mar- the Marlins jersey? <laughs> Literally, it's like a week and a half. Cardano's a big Met guy, maybe. Now, Karen might have a different take, but like I said, so I'm a big Dodger fan. And Mike Piazza, of course, was a stud. And uh, Mike Piazza, you know what his favorite band was? No. Motorhead. Yeah. One of your favorite bands. Exactly. Yeah. So. so how do you not like Mike Piazza, then? Because he was a jerk to me. Was he really? Yeah. I have a different story where he was very friendly to he me. He was a big jerk, and it was numerous times that he was a jerk. Now, everyone's told me, no, no, he's a good guy. He just, um, now the thing is, he was with the Mets, and it was a freaking circus with the Mets. It like, was. You know, it was a nut job circus. Like, every day, he, he had a big feud with the media at the time, so he was, he was a little standoffish, but no, I shouldn't really call him out and stuff like that. I talked about battle with him for like 10 minutes and stuff, but I mean, over the years, I saw him a lot. Like I said, that was the post game. Like I was, that's the thing. I was in Major League Baseball clubhouses every day. I met them all from that era. It was only a one-off for me. Yeah, he wasn't the nicest. Uh, he's not the nicest dude, the nicest dude in the world. So he owns an Italian soccer team now. Uh, he owns an Italian soccer team uh, now. And uh, he absolutely freaking lost it. <laughs> I like I like the rage. <laughs> he absolutely lost it. All right, uh, all right. Florio says something about a reset. Are we all right, Florio? Hello. Hello. Florio, are you there, buddy? Are you there? Hello. I guess he's not. There. No, I guess he's not there. Hello, Florio. I used to hello about my when nobody yeah. was talking to me, Gabe, and I was it was my first assignment. Yeah, when you're talking about a reset, is everything all right? Yes, but uh, yeah, I'm aware. yeah, we're we're aware of that. That's why, like, we were surprised you took so long to answer us, Mike. <laughs> he was great to me. Fantastic to me. When everybody else told me stiff, it was my first junior reporting job, and I had the shakes. And Jennifer Goldstein told me to screw off, and everybody. Mike Piazza took pity on me and talked to me. So I'll always have a soft spot in my heart for Mike Piazza. Very nice man, Gabe. I'm sorry he's losing money in his soccer team. Right, uh, Mike Florio says, little stacky uh, that we should reset during the break. Oh, okay. So it probably should have said that in the first uh, message. Uh, I'm always concerned. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, sounds, I, I, think, I think it sounds like from yeah, yeah, it yeah. sounds good. Yesterday I stepped on something. I've got to be honest with you. It's so clear and there's no background noise. It's kind of scary. That's, yeah, the thing. that's, that's, that's when I look at you and get scared because there's nothing there. There's not even like a little hiss or anything going on. That's when it gets real scary. <laughs> You're right. That's a good point. Yeah, so when P- it's too quiet, it's scary. Yeah, so P. Annapolis is going to step up in a couple of minutes. 
Uh, let's uh, all right, we'll go to a break now. We'll get uh, we'll get P Annapolis in here. What's going on in Clemson? 74 64, 214 left. That's good. Score more points. More points. P Annapolis joins us next. We talk basketball. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Continues. As does the madness. A lot of tight games. A lot of tight games right now. I gotta, I gotta reboot. Uh, I gotta reboot my screens. Yeah, exactly. I restarted. I have a question. Are they still on the angle? That hasn't no, so that hasn't corrected itself with like turning off the computer stuff. You're reading scores that go six deep into other scores. Yeah, but you know what? After um, you're starting to know the angles now, yeah. so you're like the protractor. Thirty-eight degrees. It's uh, four. It's the one I have to click. Yeah, game. before I had to click like six of the games. <laughs> now I've got it down to like two. Oh, amazing! Yeah, so I, right, so you're measuring. Yeah, yeah, I can sort of figure yeah, it out. Yeah, you're doing drywall and stuff. You're you're the you're the contractor. I believe we got Pete Annapolis. Uh, yeah. Uh, stepping up here. Pete Annapolis, are you there, Pete? What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Uh, always, good, pleasure, always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for joining us, Pete. What a, what a great time of the year to be a basketball fan. College basketball conference tournaments. I've always said this is better, Pete, than uh, the March Madness. That you're the type of guy, it's like Russ Amber. You know, Russ used to get pissed off because uh, he'd go, you know, Gabe, people only call me when Mayweather fights, like once a year. They go on the shows. <laughs> so, like, next next week, Pete, you're gonna, I guarantee you're going to do all those radio hits and stuff. And always talk to Pete and Apples about college basketball when the real stuff is going on right now. It's all downhill, actually, after the conference tournaments. I've always said March Madness is sort of like New Year's Eve. It's a big night, but it's for amateurs. Yeah, exactly. And, now, yeah, it's and now you're seeing teams play within their conference. It's not. I kind of like it better. Yeah, they're, they're just games all yes. day long. What's your take on the conference at tournaments, uh, Pete? Well, it's the it's the best week of the season. There's no question about it, and it's great because guys like us. I mean, we get to watch all these games from the morning till night, and it's the madness in terms of it's uh, win and survive and. Um, you know, you win your conference tournament, you play the whole season, the conference, and if you're at the top, you're feeling good going into this week uh, because you want to continue what you've built upon the whole season. But if you're on the bottom uh, of the conference and you had a terrible season, well, you know what? You still got a shot. If you get hot in, in one week, 
you could be dancing uh, the following week. Sometimes I don't really agree with the conference tournaments because I think there's a lot of there's more value when you actually win a full conference title over the course of four or yes. three months True. than just yes. winning three games in a week. But that's the process. That's the rules. But at the same time, I always tell people this is one of the toughest weeks for basketball coaches, specifically the assistant coaches, because this is the week when athletic directors decide to fire so many head coaches, and that has the domino effect on the assistants, the poor assistants. I was one of them. <laughs> well, when the head coach gets fired or gets relieved, you're gone as well. So uh, we've seen it already. Uh, Kevin Stallings, Pittsburgh, only after two years, and a Noah 19 regular season record in the ACC. He's gone, All right? Lamont Smith, the head coach of San Diego, he had some problems in a hotel room this weekend at San Francisco. He resigned today, so there's going to be much more. Look at UConn. Well, we should Man. be a little bit more, little bit more specific of... Uh, uh, what, hotel room problems? Well, hotel room problems, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he could, it's not like he couldn't get the air conditioner to work. That's right. Like, That's my problem. He allegedly like assaulted his wife. Really? Allegedly? Yeah. Like, I don't know what wow. happened, but domestic abuse incident really? in a hotel, yes. Like yeah, how Pete, incident in a hotel, hotel room. trouble in a hotel. It's like, God, this damn, can't get the damn alarm clock to work, Cam. Yeah, good point, Cam. And what about Memphis? Uh, Tubby, Tubby Smith is, uh, you know, Penny Hardaway is going to be taking that job, too, they're talking about, even though... Penny Hardaway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, th- think about this, Pete. They're talking in Memphis, too. Tubby Smith didn't actually do a bad job with a, reg- a, reg- a program that's regressing, yet, hey, you get the big-name player, a guy on ESPN, former star, hey, he can go to Memphis. So you said it, a lot of guys' days are numbered. What do you think of Penny Hardaway to Memphis? Well, I'm very close to this situation. I've known Tubby Smith for a long, long time. He recruited and signed one of my players, Bernard Cote, out of Montreal. Champlain St. Lambert played for him. I was in Lexington a number of times. Tubby Smith came to Montreal uh, on a foreign tour with Texas Tech. The guy is one of the greatest coaches we've seen because he's won at every school he's been. Tulsa, Georgia, Kentucky, Minnesota, Texas Tech. I mean, this year he's got 19 wins on a team that shouldn't even probably win 10. But the expectations of the Memphis fan base is, is ridiculous. I've been arguing with Gary Parrish from CBS Sports on a number of times on Twitter. I mean, he doesn't respect Tubby Smith. He thinks he should be gone. But like Tubby told the athletic directors and the administrators when he took over for Josh Patsner, this will take time to rebuild. He called it a process of four or five years. Tubby is an honest recruiter. He does things the right way. If you want things to happen like before with Calipari and Pastner, and then you're going to have all these transfers and all these kids leaving, well, I'm not that guy. So obviously when you could have a guy who played at Memphis and Penny, he was outstanding when they were called Memphis State, I believe. State, yep. <laughs> yep. But at the, at the same time, they got the FedEx Forum. They got the 20,000 people. They want to fill up that arena. But do you want to win legitimately? Do you want to win offensively? Do you want to win where you don't have any FBI uh, investigations on you? Well, Tubby's the guy. If you want to really... No, nah, but quickly. Pete, we all in life need to, like, accept who we are. Memphis isn't a straight-up program. Like, they need they need the pastor type. They they need a slick, slick back hair, greasy hair, greaseball coach. You know what I'm saying? That's who they are. I'm just kind of like, like you said, they have Tubby. And, yeah, Tubby's your respectful guy that won't embarrass your program. That's not Memphis. Like, that's not, you know what I mean? You're saying Memphis has to get a little more cutthroat. Yeah, Memphis is thinking, listen, we just tried it the clean way for a year, and it sucked, all right? (laughs) So let me ask you, Pete, about this then. Cam brought this up yesterday. Uh, Becky Hammond. And, you know, Becky Hammond, of course, an assistant coach uh, with San Antonio Spurs. And I've said before, I thought that Becky Hammond would be the first female coach of of a men's professional team. Now... 
it's a little it's a little bold to say she's going to be an NBA coach in the next couple of years. But I sort of got the feeling if there's one organization that would do it, it would be Popovich that would have the power to sort of hand the keys over to her. Yet, I think she's going to have to climb the ladder a little bit. And there's serious talks right now that she could get the job up there at Fort Collins with Colorado State. What's your take on this, Becky Hammond? And listen, I love Becky. I think she's a great basketball mind. I think she's hot, actually, too. I actually like her, like her, like I like her game. You like, like her look. Yeah, I like her game you on like, and off the court. You like everything. So I like I like Becky Hammond a lot. But I also wonder. I think she'd almost be what better suited to coach the pros because they're less, you know, they're less chauvinistic. You know, I don't think NBA players are as chauvinistic as they think. Like Kawhi Leonard said to Becky Hammond, like, without her, he wouldn't be the player that he is Amazing. for how he's helped her, but how she's helped him. But I wonder at a college program, Pete, you've been there, whether an 18-year-old kid, man, that's listening to gangster rap and stuff is going to, you know, if he's going to want to get yelled at by Becky Hammond. You know what I'm saying? No, that's a great point, and, uh, and I like those sentiments. And I've always said this, Cam and Gabe. You know, I've been in the NCAA, um, you know, coaching staff. When you're a coach in the NCAA, you work 24 hours a day, 12 months a year, um, 365 days. I mean, every day, every responsibility of those 12 players on that team relies on you. They do anything wrong, it's your fault as a coach. As in, in the pros, you coach them for a couple hours at practice, you coach them during the game for a few hours. When they leave, they're on their own. It's their responsibility. Now, Becky Hammond is a great coach. One of my friends was an assistant coach on the Spurs Summer League team two years ago when she was the head coach. And I asked Yeah, she won the championship too, right? Yeah, she's, I uh, asked she's, her yeah. about him. And he says, Pete, she's legit. She knows her stuff, X's and O's. She has the confidence. She's not afraid. And you she know could almost have that motherly thing going with kids, yeah. though, too, right? That, that's the thing. It could work, Where e- she can it talk could work to them. either yes. way. A lot of the time, if, if, if you respect her and what she's done and her pedigree and her resume, no, you might get more. It they would might, be a good thing. I think so. I'm just saying you wouldn't be able to get everyone. There'd be certain kids who'd be like, no, no, no. Certain people's no. families, though, would say, I want you to go. But to sorry, what, do you think that she'll get it, Pete? Do you think it'll, it'll happen? I think, I think it, it's very close. Right. When you look at what's happening, the inclusivity uh, and, and we're seeing it all professional sports, not only on the sidelines and with coaches and assistants and even even in management, you're seeing some assistant general managers and the CFL and the NFL. I think if there's somebody that's going to break that and become the first head coach of a professional men's team in the NBA or even in the NCAA, it's going to be Becky. And if she has pop on her side, who's going to vouch for her, I mean, you can't have a better a better person to give you uh, the thumbs up uh, on your resume and to speak to any owner or professional uh, or athletic director. But here's the thing. If she wants that grind of the college game and the recruiting aspect and meeting kids and developing them, then, hey, so be it. Go ahead. And she'd be great going into a parent's home and speaking to mothers and saying, hey, I'm going to take care of your son for the next four years. I played yeah. here. I was an All-American. I'm not going anywhere. This is my dream job then she'll do great if she wants to be the one in the professional ranks where, hey, it's more about X's and O's, it's more about, you know, winning. But you know what? If you don't win, you're going to get fired pretty quick, whether you're a man or a woman. Uh, it's her decision. But something's going to give Rudy quick. And if you look at what they had earlier, and I love Larry Eustachian and everything he's done, 
I mean, you're going on the opposite spectrum here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, no. Right? It's not that opposite. You go from a guy that really likes girls a lot and keg party to a girl coach. Larry likes the party. That's the best way of putting it. Larry loves women. Yes, yes he, he does. does. See, that's the irony if he got replaced by a chick. <laughs> let me tell you, I had Larry Ustachy on a couple of home visits with some of my players back in the day when I coached. Let me tell you, he is a riot. He should be on Sports Rage Bank. We should invite him. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he seems he like coach. a good sales guy, well. too. Yeah, I like to, I like to I drink Larry beer could, with Larry. Yeah, I bet Larry could sell. He seems like a guy that could really, really close a deal. I love how mad. <laughs> Pete, I love how mad he got during games. Oh, yeah, he used to get go nuts. Like, yeah, he looked like he really wanted to, like, punch the kid. It's like he was just, he was on the end. So your boys right now taking on George Mason, 73-71 with three minutes game. left. What a game. What a game. Clemson. Clemson on the verge of winning right now. Clemson haven't been in the tournament forever. They're up 87-82 right now on Boston College. What's your take on Clemson? A lot of people think they're dangerous, and other people think that they're kind of they're going to get bounced and they're kind of frauds. Where, where, where you stand on the Clemson Tigers? Well, you look at a school like that, and, and it's very difficult when you have a football school and you're trying to win as a basketball program. And we've seen this so many times, right, the LSUs. and uh, They're trying to become like Michigan, right? Like, you know, Michigan right. do it all. Texas is pretty good at it. Michigan are pretty much the best at it where if you combine them both. Like Alabama, no. No. Tennessee, Tennessee give them credit. Ohio, Ohio, Ohio State usually. Ohio they State, just had a rough yeah. time this time. But you're right, Pete. Clemson, a football power, starting trying to get themselves into that upper echelon of basketball now, too. Yeah, and I love what they're doing. As a group, you know, they're shooting, you know, 38% from the three. They got veteran experience. They're tough. You know, when you guys, you know, guys like Reed, Dante, Grantham, you know, Gabe DeVoe, you got Sheldon Mitchell. Uh, I mean, the kid Elijah Thomas. I believe there are five guys that average double figures in points. So when you have that, there's balanced scoring. Uh, and I think Clemson, I mean, when you're 22-8, and eight, uh, you know, you're third in the ACC, you know that you're not just a team that could win a couple of games. I think this is a team that has a chance to even win uh, the ACC tournament if they can get by. I mean, Boston College, my guy Jim Christian, survive in advance. He's had so many tough battles over the years. Has struggled a lot, but the last couple of years really saved his job. But I think Clemson is a team, as I mentioned, those guys have the experience, those guys can score and if you could shoot the three ball uh and, and also you know the free throw per, uh, free throw shooting as a team 75 percent so in when you talk about survive in advance and those close games in this ncaa tournament or conference tournament these games are decided at the free throw line most of the time so they have that uh on their side so i think that hey they're a team that can go deep into this tournament Great point there, Pete. Survive in advance and look at Notre Dame last night. That's what they got it absolutely smoked by Virginia Tech in the first half of that game. But what did they do? They clawed back. Colson started to hit some crazy threes. They got confident. They they hit their shots. And that's the dangerous thing about Notre Dame. You see their percentage from the charity stripe. It's absolutely fantastic. They don't kill themselves down the stretch. What do you think tonight? Notre Dame and Duke, this should be a thriller, Pete. Oh, yeah. This is one of the great ones. And Looking forward to it, and if you're anybody in the New York area, I mean, this is the one, uh, I mean, if in ACC line, you want to be at this tournament. And what I love about Barclays Center Dame, tonight, yeah. yeah. You know, Notre yeah, Dame, guys, Notre Dame, yeah, New York's a place to be. You can go to both, uh, you can go to both, uh, both tournaments. Yeah, you go to MSG and the Barclays Center the same day, taking uh, the Big East and the ACC. But Notre Dame now, Pete, 
now 9-2 straight up. So they played 11 games at the Barclays, and they've won nine of them. Big guy. They, they feel right at home there. Well, here's the thing. Number one, Mike Bray, elite coach, knows how to win in conference tournaments. Uh, yep. Notre Dame has won a couple of them, or they'll get to the final. He has the experience. He understands what Duke is all about. He's not afraid of Duke. And his team, his players, are not intimidated by the Duke Blue Devils. So right away, that is something that you have. When you got a guy like Bonsi Colson, obviously 20 and 10, the guy's unstoppable, versatile, can get to the rack and make big shots. I mean, obviously he's going to be a key, but for them to win the game, you know, you need Matt Farrell to have a big game tonight. He's averaging 17 points a game, 40% three-point shooter. Can he make the big plays? Can he outplay Duval and get to the line and distribute and facilitate for his players? Obviously, Gibb Juniors have a great season. He's averaging over 15 points a game. I mean, they got some guys. I'd like to see what DJ Harvey could do. Uh, Gibbian can play. Listen, it's going to be all about toughness. It's about getting those loose balls. But you have to keep Duke off the three-point line. When Duke is able to hit those three-point shots, it really entices them and it elevates them and it makes their D a lot better. Bagley Jr. is back. Obviously, he's going to do his thing inside. What is Wendell Carter Jr. going to do? What are those freshmen going to do? I think the key for them is their point guard play. So Duval is going to have to be the guy that's going to be the guy that really is the quarterback for Duke tonight. But I think Notre Dame has that in them, has that big, big play game. The lights are shining bright on the Fighting Irish. Here's another football school with tremendous basketball tradition as well. LaFonso Wallace. Can the Notre Dame Fighting Irish do it tonight? I think it's going to be a great game, fellas. I'm excited. You know what? To be honest with you, I think Notre Dame basketball is better than football now. It is. I think they're surpassed. You're right. Yep. They're more consistent. They are more consistent. They get to the t- tournament all the time. Notre Dame will have a great year in football and then have a really well, You want to year. talk about polar opposites. Coach Mike Bray, one of the nicest guys in classes acts in all the college sports and college coaching community. Then you got Brian Kelly, one of the biggest scumbags in all of coaching. <laughs> like, you know, what, what, a, what a parallel that they have. Like, I loathe Notre Dame. I grew up hating Notre Dame. Like, really? I don't like them. And I really don't like Brian Kelly, especially after the poor kid died filming the practice. Like, uh, you know, but anyways, that's besides the point. But I like Notre Dame basketball. Pains me to admit it. But I, how do you not? Like, it's They're hard solid. not to pull for Coach Bray, there, and especially against a jerk like Coach K. But that, that's besides, uh, that's besides <laughs> uh, the point uh, right now. <laughs> well, I'll, so, tell you a funny sto- I'll tell you a funny story. Right, we got one minute. You got one minute, Pete. Yeah, battle uh, bang it off. One minute. Real quick, we had a point guard, Pierre-Marie Altidore-Cesares, went to Gonzaga. Notre Dame was recruiting him. Come to Montreal. They're whining and dining him. We're sitting there, and they're like, you know, we really want you. And then the conversation goes, well, you know, who are some of the schools you can't say no to? And then well, the guy that I was coaching with said, well, Duke is Duke. You can't say no to Duke. And then the assistant coach, Sean Kearney, looked at us and, like, almost got up and almost left the room. <laughs> he was so pissed off that we said that, that you can't say no to Duke. Anyways, the kid ended up going to Gonzaga. <laughs> nice. Well, it's nice to know. We Notre can Dame say no to like Duke. Thanks, thanks, yeah. Pete. Thanks, Pete. Yeah, we, went much, we went to a gun range in Vegas and fired bullets out of Duke logo. Sure did. <laughs> True story. Hit it, too. Ready, great, ready. Yeah. You hit it more than I did. I did. I know, that was a pretty bad shot. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. March Madness has begun. Don't be fooled by the selection show. 2018 March Madness special right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and all of its media platforms. The DKMS 2018 March Madness special, Monday, March 12th at 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, hosted by the one and only Craig Carton. Uh, Get the edge on filling out your bracket with analysis from Greg Sussman, Mike Blewett, and special guest, Yahoo's Brad Evans. Brad Evans is good. He knows his uh, college uh, ball. If you're looking to make some money, Blackjack Fletcher. Our boy Blackjack. And uh, some punk ass named Gabriel Morenci will help line your pockets. (laughs) The broadcast will be simulcast on a fantasy sport television network YouTube uh, live page. DKMS 2018 March Madness Special, March 12, 4 p.m. Eastern. Right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and all its social media platforms. Sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. By the way, yeah, you talked about the... I'll have the, to shave, I guess, on Monday. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right going to yeah. be on, on TV. Yeah, I've noticed. you got a real uh, nice... It's uh, funny because before... 12 o'clock people, shadow going before on. Before people used to tell me, they're like, Marenzi, man, you're, you're a consistent shaver. Right? You're always clean shaving. It's like, well, I look younger when I shave, and I was on TV every day. I gotta now be- I'm not on TV every day, and I don't care how I look. <laughs> i got to be honest with you. You look like more of a goon with uh, with uh, facial hair. Like, you look tougher. Like, yeah, if I, yeah. like, if I were to see you in an alleyway when you're clean shaven, i go, that guy's pretty shiny. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. He's pretty tall, but he's thin. No, I got, I definitely you, look, you, got, yeah. you got that look like even if I was in the alleyway, I'd give it a second look if you gave me a problem. i go, I don't know. That guy looks a little bit rough over there. Dude, people <laughs> look at me like that all the time. <laughs> oh, in this neighborhood? We can, people we, like, in this neighborhood. Some we, people, like, basically <laughs> cross the street when they see me. Uh, no, girls. Girls, when you're walking I have some the street, people. Oh, no, there's, there's a few ladies. <laughs> In, in my condo, man. Like, they look at me like I'm about to rob their purse or something. I know. I was in the... It's I like, was... lady... Like, there's one dude in my hallway, man. He wears, like, a suit and stuff, and he's got his little blackberry, and he's walking around. And I swear, man, this guy's attitude. I see him in the hallway. I want to bet him. I want to stop him and say, dude, I bet you right now $1,000 I make more money than you do. <laughs> that guy really pisses you off. <laughs> well, he's just... It's like all these people in this neighborhood, oh, they're God, I, I have I this. It's like everyone's a high roller. Listen, you, you, you ain't got jack, all right? You got nothing. I got issues with people at Morenci Studios not abiding by the rules of the, the garbage dump, and they throw everything down there. They're dog crap and everything. It disgusts me. Disgusts me. I'm walking into the building with another lady. She's got five pooches. They're la- all over the place. Like, I got to be honest with you, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I love animals, and I'm down with Like, I, my mom's Dude, had dogs. All, it people, is an absolute. People, it's, it's like a let war dogs out there. Themselves I like right in the front of the, the, the building. I saw it. That's what happened. I, I it's see an it. upscale building. I got dogs like uh, just taking a leak. Yeah, no, this little pug looked at me and just bent over me. <laughs> just gave me one right before I came up to the studio. Yeah, he almost looked at me like, screw you. I could take a dump here. You can't. It's funny you say that, Cam, because this has never happened to me before, but I was in the elevator the other day and there's mirrors on the walls I, in the elevator. Uh, yes, there is. There was a bulldog, Cam, that was giving me. The dirty eye. That's what that, I know. In the mirror. Like, he wasn't looking up at me. No. He was looking in the mirror and the reflection up. He figured it out. Sort of like with a mean-looking face uh, at me. 
Yeah, very, very, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all, yeah. I was like, man, even the dogs are giving me dirty looks. I now. know, this building, it's tough. It's tough to get a high there, a high in this building. I've actually, like, been hung out to dry. Like, when, so I, women, when I've left. The women are nicer. The women You're right. are nicer. The women are, yeah. You'll never, the yeah they'll, they'll never be a cool dude. There's, like, out of, like, 4,000 people here, there's, like, maybe three cool dudes. The chicks, it's hit or miss. Like, it's, it's like 50 50 because it catches me off guard because now I'm pretty friendly actually to strangers. I'm a jerk in real life, but I'm actually friendlier to people I don't know. I don't think you're a so, jerk. Andrew. I don't know why you call yourself a jerk. Yeah, like, the only time you ever get angry, if things are going bad and you have a few drinks, that's when you usually get angry. That's But but other than that, you're a pretty easy guy to deal with, I yeah. think. So, yeah, I'm very friendly to like people and to strangers, etc. cetera. Uh, but. You know, if you live around just douchebags consistently, then eventually, you know, like now I hate to admit it, but like now I don't. There's a few people like there's there's one girl specifically. Like if I see her coming and I'm in the elevator, I'll close the door on her (laughs) just to get away. Oh, yeah. No, no. no. Like I want to screw her and make her wait like type thing. Your neighbors aren't. uh, There's a few like there's a few girls here that I've held the Delph. Like I have a good memory like this. Like I don't hold the door for him ever again. It's like the other day I let the door just shut in this chick's face. I'm like, you didn't you, say thanks. You didn't say thanks last time. Exactly. So you think I'm your doorman? Yeah. When I hold the door for you. They act too. The other thing I don't like, I don't know about you, Cam, is when chicks get on the elevator. I'm like, 12 floor, please. Can you hit 12? It's like, do, uh, I, do I look like a freaking concierge to you? Hit it yourself. You like, got, yeah, like, really? You got fingers? Yeah, like, all right. I don't know. Uh, you know, like, really? Your one neighbor gave me some cut All right, how too. about, yeah, you know, hit 12. All right. How about you take your top off? <laughs> How's that sound? So how about you do it yourself? Why don't you get your boyfriend to do it? Like some chick came in the other day. Like she was she had one bag. She's like, nine, please. It's like I'm standing there. I look at her. I'm thinking, you know, you don't even talk to me. What do you think? Push the damn button yourself, Betty. It's a crazy, crazy area that we're in, though. And your one concierge, the morning guy, he's got a real attitude problem. I don't deal with him. I, I don't, don't like that no, guy. No, but the thing is, you got to understand in this building, it's not a normal building where you say hi to the concierges and stuff. Just ignore them. You know what I mean? It's like the opposite. Yeah. It's not like, hey, hey. When I lived in Vegas, it was nuts, man. Like, they, the, man, it was nuts. Like, I, it was the most exclusive, high-end, tailored building I've ever lived in. Cam, I used to come in, like, blasted. I was living, like, Vegas blasted. Yeah, like, I'm telling yeah. you, dude, there were a couple of times. Can't see. Like, I don't even remember, like, two days at a time type <laughs> things, right? I'd come in blasted, dude. Man, they'd come out to the gate, security and stuff. Welcome home, Mr. Morenci. They'd open the door for me. <laughs> What's up, Johnny? <laughs> well, I'm all wasted in the lobby. The, the, like, as, as, no, but as decadent as you were, you got the mister all the time. I like it. Every time, Kim, every time I would leave the building in the morning, have a nice day, Mr. Morency. I'd come home, hope your day was good, Mr. Morency. It was like I was George Jefferson. Like every, no, like the concierge is there. But the thing is, it was you tipped them, so yeah. they knew it was Vegas, yeah. right? A couple, a couple, so of couple in. fins will take you. And you know how I knew too. They'd go, "You have a good night at the casino." Yeah, and I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, good night." Here's yeah, here's a ten spot. You know what I mean? They have a good line of questioning, asking how you did with your bets or at the tables. <laughs> smart, very smart. Yeah, I noticed it. Uh, at Morency Studios here, things are a little bit meaner because, like, when I came home the other day, I couldn't believe it. My driveway was shoveled, and then I just say, "What the hell?" My neighbor came up. He goes, "You know what?" He goes. I know you're uh, downtown a lot. You're doing stuff. He goes, I just felt like shoveling your driveway. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you could pay somebody 
20 bucks to do that. What a nice guy. So what you're saying is. I got is, him a bottle. What you're saying is you don't maintain your uh, your property, and uh, he was disgusted by the, the look of your driveway. That's partly That's true. That's probably what we're getting at. <laughs> Hey, I'm busy. Hey, that was nice of you to shovel. You're pretty good, but it is true. Your neighbors have asked you before, hey, uh, can you cut your grass there? Like, that's actually, no, 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 actually, not, not, no, not the grass. We got a, we got a ladies, actually, it's funny. They got a Polish uh, women's troop that cut the grass in, in the in condos, in the, in the townhouses. No, snow. It's always snow. <laughs> they don't like, oh, no, no. You I, let the snow pile. No, but you got to remember something. I'm on a corner, too. So when the plow goes around, he puts it all on my property. That, that's not my problem. That guy's a real anyway. My neighbor, what I would say. My neighbors, my neighbors you know actually a good guy. You he likes to help me. You know what I would have told him? I said, "Worry about your own driveway, jackass." By the way, uh, your daughter's uh, pretty hot. See how that goes. She, she would have hit you over the head with a. She is. So who was it? Which which neighbor was it? Was it the uh, the not Filipinos the, or the Polish? Uh, not the hot uh, Polish uh, lady and her uh, and her daughters, but it's uh, it was oh, the, the Polish family. No, it, was a, smoking it, it was the it was a single man who's uh, who's always on his bike. He's yeah, just he's, he's a real healthy. Yeah. He's a healthy guy. He figured out ah, what the hell. I'll just he's yeah. actually one of those nosy neighbors, but not mean. He just likes to know no. what's going on all the time. But you know, I told him, I go listen. I, I go I go I do go to the games. You know, sometimes I don't come home for a couple days. Uh, so, hey, if you feel the need, guy likes to uh, shovel my driveway. All nice right. guy. Uh, baseball season rapidly approaching. Check out uh, Fan Tracks. You can create the ultimate dynasty keeper, a redraft fantasy league losing, using Fan Tracks free commissioner uh, product. Find out how it feels to have the deepest player pool. Multi team trades plus salary cap and contract options at your fingertips. That's pretty cool. This is like a big time fantasy uh, league. Uh, stuff if you want to run it, all of which are fully customizable. Uh, with Fantrack Treasury, you can set uh, league entry fees and safely distribute payouts uh, without a third party, so you don't have to track down owners for payment uh, like me. <laughs> that's, that's your game. Yeah. Enter promo code AL. You know what, though? Everyone's always been paid. Call me out. There's nobody out there that's like, no. yeah, Marenzi stiffed me for a fantasy no, uh, no, league. But you know you have done. You have taken the monies from the and taken them and bet with them and then worried about it later. Yes. Yeah. I'm just saying most of my commissioners, when they take like the few grand at the start of the year, they put it in like a safe place and don't touch it. But, no. but you always have you have a different plan. Sometimes you need to dip into that money to take care of other problems before you get paid. Honestly, I'll be honest, full disclosure, what I did with the money the last two years, I entered the Las Vegas Super Hilton contest. <laughs> with, 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 the, with the league's money. <laughs> That's awesome. It worked out well. The oh, year. We sure won 55000 Actually, that was a great thing. <laughs> yeah. That year was what a great decision. Yeah, yeah. It was a very was good a year. Here's your fantasy win. It was here. a good year. There you go. <laughs> See, that's awesome. I'll be honest. There's one dude that fell through the cracks. He actually won the March Madness pool last who, year. Who, who was that? It's a dude in Vancouver. Is uh, he, it's is a buddy he, of Darsh's. Oh, he's shaking you down? No, he never brought it up. What, that you own money? I got a lot of stuff on my plate. Oh, actually, we do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he never, like, things. I don't know. He never brought it up. It's like, by the way, it's like, yeah, Darsh is a guy. My buddy never got paid for the March Madness pool. I'm like, what pool? He's like, I'm like, last year. And I'm like, I didn't get one email. I don't know anything about this. And how much money is it? It's not good because I got to pay the guy like this week. How much is it? One one thousand. Oh, I was gonna. Oh, geez, on top of the horse fees. Yeah. 
God, we have to have a we have to have a family meeting. We got some real problems coming up here. We got to win some games. No, Five, this is no five, joke. No, this is no joke. Five thirty, Stanford, UCLA, UCLA laying four points. I was up nine hundred eighty bucks in my sports book oh, account. Sad, I, I, I even thought sad story. Damn, I even thought when I get to a thousand, I'm gonna pull it. I'm like Vegas. Oh. This is perfect. I'll pay for the hotel. So you're telling me ten dollars made that decision? Nine ninety? That's where you were instead of a thousand? Oh God. Oh, buddy. I don't like the. I don't like that. Don't worry. Things are going to go well. Though. We Things are going to turn around. Enter promo code uh, Al. <laughs> Call Al. That's Al. A L American League. Yeah. A L Caps. Sign up for a chance to win <laughs> ten private conversations with Fantasy Baseball. Our host Al Mequire, valued at one hundred nine dollars. Find out why Fantrax is the home of fantasy sports. Check out Fantrax today. Do it. Um, remember the other day, Cam, I was talking about Pete Rose. Yes, about... Uh, he gave 100 baseballs. That's right, free, and then didn't want any money in return. Didn't want any money in return. He gave 100 baseballs to uh, to the Expos uh, charitable, uh, Expos uh, Fan Fest charitable uh, dinner that's coming up uh, class, in a couple of weeks. Class move, class move. Now, every time Pete does something like that, Cam, there's always something on the other you're, side. You're saying there's a catch? Well, you know what? It's just funny that we talked about Pete and about how he's not as greedy as people say that he is. There's another side. <laughs> well, we told the story actually about how he actually is pretty greedy because he wanted like 105 bucks for an autographed baseball. Exactly. And he was sitting there alone. I was drunk. Could have just given it to me. I said, I got 40 bucks. And he wouldn't would, do it. But what if I was they, alone? If I it was wasn't alone. Pete. It was the yeah. guy because I didn't shake Pete down, but his guy was like, no, you can't do that. I was like, well. well would you rather have one customer than no customer? Would you rather 40 what, bucks or that's not? That's what I said. If I was there, I definitely would have taken the 40 bucks. So Pete Rose, actually, we're going to Vegas, Cap, so we can do this if you want. We can meet Pete Rose and uh, go to dinner uh, with him next week. What a great deal it is, Cap. Four, four guests, yeah. four signed baseballs by Pete Rose, four photos with Pete on your camera or phone, airfare and hotel to Las Vegas not provided, $5,000 for four guests, additional guests are 500 per guest, Restaurant time and date will be scheduled by our scheduling department. Dinner tab will be paid by guests. Stories to last a lifetime. <laughs> no way. Yeah, you. That's brutal. Like, what restaurant are you going? Like, there's nothing saying it's a steakhouse. No, or what there, are like, this should be five hundred dollars for everything. No offense. This is worse than our golf tournament. Like, that's brutal. That's brutal. Now, just to recap, people, Pete Rose is essentially charging you five thousand dollars to take him to dinner. In Las Vegas. And in exchange, he will give you four signed baseballs and four photos for $5,000. And he's not even paying for the dinner. It's not like, oh, yeah, yeah we're going to go. We got the buffet at Caesar's yeah, Palace. I got a deal here. You pay for the dinner. That makes no sense. So, it's all inclusive. So, so essentially, P. Rose is charging $5,000 uh, to hang out. Yeah, four people. So 1250 a person to hang out with P. Rose and eat dinner. Suddenly, those 100 balls don't feel as generous to me. I'm with you. I don't like this at all. Way like, is he absolutely expensive. insane? Like, that's nuts. What would you pay? What would you pay for that? A couple hundred bucks? I'd pay uh, two hundred dollars to eat dinner with yeah, Pete Rose. I agree. I was going to say even two fifty, three hundred, you could go. You know what? Nice dinner, nice steak. Probably yeah, got I a couple want, stories. I want the dinner deal. and alcohol included. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah. For, for for a nickel, all you can eat buffet, all you can drink, memorabilia from Pete, and, and, and stories uh, that last a life. Like who the hell does Pete Rose think he is? Oh <laughs> God! It's like hey, listen, we love you, Pete. We get it. You're yeah. you're, you're good. You're hard up for money. You're a good. Know. You're a good hitter. We get it. I don't know. Like you know, he at least he could say, "Camp, 
get all of Pete's uh, top March Madness best bets. <laughs> You get Pete's March Madness best bets, best horse picks of the day, That's best horse picks of the day, and Pete's Major League Baseball exclusive <laughs> future pack, exactly. in which Pete gives you the division winner for each division and a couple of surprise uh, future over-unders. That sounds more like five Like, at guys. least then we're talking. Yeah, five Like, uh, Pete, at least get, what are you giving us here? Like, oh, look, honestly, $5,000. Kim, you could sleep with Stormy Daniels for $5,000. Could you? Well, now, uh, before you could have. Yeah, not now. Now it's probably twenty. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe more. Most of the uh, the adult actresses, Cam. Uh, That's the going rate? Most of the adult actresses are um, uh, companions uh, in Las Vegas, actually, uh, and, and Los Angeles. Companions. Yeah, they, they, you know, they, uh, they're hookers. Yeah. Hang out at the bar, have a couple drinks, and no, no, no. They're they're online and stuff, and the money's got to clear first, and you know, you pay you. Stormy Daniels isn't kicking it in the lounge over at the Bellagio camp, working the roof. Really upgraded. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. I wish Tony was here now, but uh, Tony, uh, Tony's taping something. He'll be joining us at 6. We can, we can uh, refresh Tony's memory at, at 6 o'clock. So we're talking about Sapphire in Las Vegas. March Mayhem. Viewing party. I gotta tell you, Cam. There's a lot to view at uh, Sapphire. The double team, seventy-five dollars per guest. You see them the brackets, six hundred ninety-nine. What does that mean for your team? So that's, I guess, oh, that would be your yeah. posse, right? Oh, uh, that's right. Price uh, based on so six hundred and ninety-nine dollars. Yeah, that changes from seventy-five. Well, well, do you get to sleep with Stormy Daniels? What do you, what do you get in this deal? You get uh, six entries into uh, all right, uh, two b- premium bottles of uh, Grey Goose or uh, Patron with mixers and Red Bull. Complimentary uh, transportation to uh, Sapphire. That's crap. And what do you get in that? Yeah, right, yeah. Okay. All right, this one's better here. Exclusive uh, daytime March Madness package. $50 per guest, two hours open bar, college hoop daytime special. Includes buffet. Complimentary tear. That's not bad, 50 bucks. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. That one has a buff. So what did you get? You get two hours. Two hours open bar. bar and, a and a buffet. And a buffet. That, for 50 bucks? That's way more in your wheelhouse. That's that. That's the way to go. That's a good deal, man. That's a really good deal when you think about it. 
I think that's the way to go. Rather than the 699 team <laughs> special, screw that, man. That's a scam. So basically, you're paying $350 for a bottle. That's yeah, what you're they have. For. So this is the uh, that's the uh, oh those uh, these people are that's, too. That's the scene. So uh, it's like a pool party. Oh yeah, though. they're too good looking for me for me at this party. I don't know. Yeah, but the good thing is they have to feign interest. Oh. <laughs> They could be disgusted and still. Well, you guys having a great that's, time. Yeah, Cam, I don't know. That's the whole yeah. thing about like yeah, yeah about a gentleman's club. I, under, right? yeah. I understand. Yeah, see, so, yeah, like, like if we went, if we went to, uh, <laughs> like yeah, if we went to like Club Encore during the day at one of these pool parties, yeah, we're getting laughed out of the pool. Yeah, yeah, we, like you and I, people are gonna be like, look at a fat and a skinny guy over yeah, there. Right. What, what are they doing in the pool? It's true. So true. all these rip, like, rip kids and stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're not welcome here. Like, you know, you when, and I fit in more at the pool over at uh, the plaza. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got no problem with that pool. But, yeah, Sapphire, the pool parties are off the hook. Oh, yeah, they look pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah they have these daytime parties in Vegas. So it's, it's, it's essentially a strip club. But they have, like, a pool outside. And they have, like, you know, cabanas and TVs. So you can watch the games out there. And, uh, yeah, you basically, you know. Yeah, get to get to watch the pool party because we're not, not going in. It's not bad. No, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Fifty dollars. I go keep my clothes on though. <laughs> it's, it's like new beaches. It makes you want to. It makes me want to go been, to the gym. I've been to a nude beach before. It's not. Uh, it's not it's, as funny as you think it is. No, it's not like a. It's not like a triple X. It's not. It's no, like people are just naked walking around. And, no. yeah, Stormy Daniels and Lisa Ann aren't lounging on the beach. No, you're seeing some seniors who just like to take yeah. it off, and yeah. uh, they just like to hang. Yeah, the nude beach I was on it was like German senior citizens oh, yeah. and stuff. Oh, like, look at me and my trunks. Yeah, the guy whips out his speedo. Uh oh, here's the party. Breasts were saggier than Tony Sincata's. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not not fair to take shots at Tony when he's not here to defend himself. Like you know, normally like he's in the background and he jump yeah, in. Hey, yeah, hi, yeah, hey, guys. hey, 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 that's funny stuff, guys. But uh, boy, yeah, Tony, Tony can't join. Tony, Tony will be with us at six o'clock. He's, he's doing stuff. All right, so uh, you and I are both. We share this pick: Colorado, Colorado Buffaloes in Arizona. Ooh, it's getting away from us right now. It is. It is. Seventy-four, sixty-three. Although the totals one forty one, so the totals coming into play here, Cam. But positivity, man. Let's get let's get the back door here. I'd love the back door. Hey, my my Oklahoma State game's gone to the birds. I I have them plus six. Man, I should have jumped in. They're down that. eleven. What I, did I, I tell need, you? I, I need a late run. Man, Kansas really came back and they sure did. Like I, they were hanging the whole game. I know you you warn me, and I say it every year that I'm taking Kansas. But you know, Kansas are going to the final four. I don't know, Gabe. I They're not good, Cam. Like I, I don't know why people don't get this about this team. They've won. They won the Big Twelve for like the twelfth consecutive year, dude, or fourteen straight years. It's just, like they're, they're hard. They're hard to trust because you talk about how history repeats itself. It's hard for me to see Kansas going deep because they will always find a way to screw it up. That's what they do in the Sweet, no, sweet Sixteen they, they or go Eight deep. Round. They'll, they go, they'll, they'll, they'll they'll lose. That's not really fair. They go deep. You know, they lose. They lost in a championship game. What's five, six years no, ago? But about years ago, they lost to North, Northern Iowa when they were before that program even got good. It was just that I'm just saying, years and years and years and years, they never achieve where they should. They they always underachieve. They might have a good team this year, but I don't know, man. I do agree, though, with the sets that we talk about, and we'll take a look at the board tonight. That history repeats itself. Certain programs, you sort of throw out the records at this time of the year, Cam. You know, today VCU found a way. Yeah, that's the Dayton. thing. Like a lot of people like Dayton. VCU is just one of those teams. They show up when they need to. Yeah, we were Dayton, hoping Colorado. Colorado pulled off a big upset yesterday. Seven and a half point underdogs. Now they're getting 11, 11 and a half. Am I getting 11 or 11 and a half here? 11 and a half. I'm getting 11. You need that half. 
no, I don't have the half. I'm getting 11. Yeah, I like the extra half. They're down by 12. Yeah, and, uh, and my other game, Oklahoma State, is down by 11. So I need the plus six. <laughs> These games, yeah, yeah, leap of faith. Leap of faith right now. Maybe you can get that back door. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, but Kansas, they're laying it on thick in the second half. Uh, we got a couple of games going off at uh, in about 20 minutes time. I've already That's clicked on. Point. I, I've already clicked on UCLA at uh, minus uh, four, and uh, I have them in a money line parlay too with some stuff later on tonight. I don't believe in Stanford, Gabe. But I, I'm with you on this one. I really like when you brought up this game. Well, the line was three yeah. yesterday. Yesterday, I, I, I told people last They're night better that this was one of my best bets of the day today. And I knew the number was going to go up. It was minus three. It's up to four. But I don't know. The four, I hate laying points, Cam. But No, I like. I'm, I, I prefer dogs, too. The money line's minus 192. Sounds Ooh. a little bit high. Ooh, I know. It was 175. God, I lost two games yesterday. Like yesterday, I laid the five with Marquette. Great call by, uh, by Mark Lawrence with the Paul. The Paul covered. Yeah, that's yeah. One of the Marquette were games. up all night too, and the Paul scored a couple of points late. They were never really like they're never going to win the game, but they ended up losing by three. They were getting five. I never lay points. I lay points with the Lakers last night. Lakers cam were up by like twelve with like three minutes left. Man, they end up winning by one. It was one hundred five ninety four. The score ended up being one hundred eight one hundred seven. You get these crappy young teams. They're not used to closing games out, right? They so it's, you can't yep. you can't lay points with these type of teams. One of the craziest thing, though, I'm starting to learn from this. Made some mistakes. No, this live betting stuff. Sometimes they rope you in when it's too good to be true. It's too good to be true. And I've noticed the line fluctuations. Like last night, for example, Oregon State. Even though Washington, when Washington was tied with them or up, yeah. it was a bad, bad line. And everyone's like, "Ooh, I'm going to click Washington because they're getting two and a half and three and a half live betting." And then you saw what happened. The game goes to overtime. Oregon State wins outright. That was a bait line we the got whole the, night we fell with that. Oh, we it, fell for it was an old, that that was like the oldest bait line going because the the math didn't make sense. It should have been the other way. I'm like. Why the hell would you lay points with Oregon State when they were down to Washington? It was a weird line, and uh, yeah, people pay the price. It's hard to it's hard to uh, find this Colorado game's getting away from his cab. It's yeah, thirteen now. I know it is. It's sometimes hey, there's a buck. There's a buck eighteen left. There's a lot of games tonight. There's a lot of games tonight. There's a buck eighteen left. So good. I'm glad you brought it up actually because you're right. There's a lot of games that are coming up here, and I've actually got picks uh, for them. So let's start off right now with uh, the game. The game that everybody's talking about. Cal State Bakersfield and Utah Valley State, <laughs> UVS, VGS, VGS, UVS. UVS, yeah, Utah Valley State. You don't hear that much, eh, UVS? No, no don't hear UVS. They're 21 and 9. They're going to mess Bakersfield up. It's 8 and a half. They're going to mess them up. So you're on uh, UVS? I don't tonight. like playing points. I don't like doing the NBA. College is a little different. These conference tournaments, the dogs, are ten, you know, they tend to be to play, but. Bakersfield, Cam, the only thing uh, worse than spending a night in Bakersfield is watching their basketball team play. They suck. 12 and 17. Ba- Bakersfield, California is like barren, like just. Never been to Bakersfield. Yeah. I've been to a lot of places. It's like going to, uh, I don't know, it's like going to, uh, thinking of like a good comparison. I can't. Like to Bakersfield? Yeah. <laughs> It's just rough. Is it rough? There's nothing there. It's in the middle of the desert. No, just nothing. Just yeah. It's a barren land. Tumbleweed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's like, like there's, tumbleweeds. Yeah, there's a grocery store. Maybe a, uh, the do- a uh, the Dodgers. The Dodgers have uh, Dodgers have a farm team there. Can't be that smug. Can't be that bad. Then if they got a farm team there, well, like a ball type thing. Like then again, ball, you're you living know? in Los Angeles and stuff like that. You're you're not going to be attracted to Bakersfield. No, but people in California are pretty much like call Bakersfield. It's like the the dump of California type of thing. 
No offense to anyone come. Hey, I love California. I'm just calling out. If you happen to be in Bakersfield. Yeah, we love you. Thanks for listening. I saw Slayer at Bakersfield. Did you really? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, Bakersfield. Cal State Bakersfield camp, 12 and 17. Um Taking on Utah Valley State. Utah Valley State, you mentioned they're 21-9, this basketball team. They put up 78 points a game, Utah Valley State. They played uh, They played Santa, They played played uh, Bakersfield twice this year. They beat them. This, this was on Bakersfield's home court. Utah Valley uh, University, UVU, actually, is their official uh, abbreviation. They beat them 70-47. to 47. That's a thumping. So they beat them by 23. When they played at uh, Utah Valley, they beat them 75-42. Wow. Yes. You, have to, you have the lines eight and a half? They've beaten them by 23 and 32 points this year. Why is it eight and a half? Why? Cal State uh, and, and Bakersfield, they, you know, they, they've alternated wins and losses over the last uh, couple of games. And look, in Utah Valley's last game, Cam, they beat Seattle 73-47. You notice a pattern here. Like, they're basically they smoke, they smoke teams. teams. Yeah, yeah that's it's, it's a bad conference. When they win, they win big. Yeah, it's a bad conference, and they smoke them. So they beat them by 32 and 23 this year. I'll lay the eight. I'll buy the half point. I'll make it eight. I was going to say, what do you think about a, a 6 o'clock game that's kind of caught my eye? Duquesne and Richmond. Uh, Duquesne 16 and 15. The Richmond Spiders 11 and 19. They're not your same Richmond Spiders. I think I'm going to take the two points with Duquesne. This is a weird what do you one. think about the Dukes this tonight? Is, this is you were just talking about traps. This is the trap. This is a trap. Why is the number what it is? Think about that. Yeah, Duquesne should sure, be favored. Du- Duquesne should be favored. Why is, by it, why is it eleven and nineteen team uh, favorite, Cam? You're playing with my mind, man. I don't know. It's amazing, though. I know. You and I are both so stupid. <laughs> we say things all the time that, that are, are true, that are smart, and then we and do then the opposite. Ourselves. Yeah, it's very true. You just talked. Oh, it's a big trap. You got to read between the numbers, <laughs> and you're like, oh, I kind of like this game. <laughs> Duquesne's only laying two against an eleven and nineteen team. They're getting to. Yeah, yeah, so they're getting to. So it's like, why? Why? Like, why Why is the number what it is? I don't know. Okay, we'll get to that game in a second here. So, so yeah, just for the guys here. Uh, so Utah Valley State, when uh, this game's at uh, this game's at uh, 5.30 Eastern, actually. So you've got to get this in. We're going to play it. Minus the eight. I'm with you, Cam. I'm on UCLA. We're going to lay the four. It's going to be a battle, man. UCLA let teams hang around, and Stanford are actually playing pretty good basketball uh, right now. They've been on a little bit of a run, man. They've won six of the last seven basketball uh, games. Uh, UCLA and Stanford, when they played uh, this year, was 89-73. UCLA beat them in Los Angeles, and up in up there in the Bay Area, Stanford beat them in overtime, 107-99. Ooh, high scoring. The year uh, Last year, the third game they played was 89-75. Totals 154. I think it gets there. Yeah, you love overs. Yeah, it's just a little. If it was 147 and a half, I'd be a little bit more intrigued. But in these conference games and the conference tournament games, teams, man, they go down swinging. You know, yeah, well, that's yeah, it's, your, so. it's your last fight. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, it's kind of like that. Say, if you're gonna get in a fight and you're gonna lose, you want you land a few punches. But I don't want to get knocked out. I don't want to force it though. So we'll just play UCLA minus the four. So we're playing UCLA minus the four. We're gonna play Utah Valley minus the eight. And uh, oh, here's one at six o'clock. We'll get to do uh, Duquesne and uh, Richmond. Uh, I wanted to go over Duquesne. one more. Yeah, yeah. I remember Duquesne. Duquesne. Yeah. I want to go. That's an inside joke. Yeah. I know what inside I'm saying. Inside joke. Inside. Uh, joke. North Carolina Central and Savannah State, Cam. Listen, these guys are never lined, okay? They, they, they don't have point spreads. They're, there's never point yeah. spreads for these yeah. guys. There was a point spread. There was a game 
there was a game earlier this year for one one reason or another it was a light night in college basketball and the sports books put up numbers for like everything so they put up numbers for Santa Savannah State and Hampton that night the total was 179 wow. and I you know same thing I was like they're just trying to scare us off of betting it let's go over the number they the final score 114 102 oh my god let me read you it's Savannah State game. scores here 94 81, 85 75, 121 to 92. They're NBA scores. 114 102, 108 106, 97 94, 111 99, 107 100, 100 to 86. So you got a DraftKings stack on North Carolina Central tonight because Savannah State doesn't play defense. The total is 168 and a half in this basketball yeah. game. You're saying it could get to 200. I don't, I don't see why. Now, listen, North Carolina Central don't score, though. This is the problem. You know, with this. They still score, though. Listen, Savannah State score 87 points a game. They give up 94. Yeah, that's big. They give up 94. So North Carolina Central scores 73 a game. So make it more like 80. 80 yeah, you, you, you meet it exactly in the yeah. middle here. So let's call it 84. You know, 73. Let's call it 83 points. NC Central gets to the mid-80s. Savannah State gets to the mid-80s. Therefore, we have the total of 168.5. And, and I'll tell you one thing, too, about Savannah State. Even though... You know they're 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 fifteen and sixteen. Savannah State, uh, um, they play a tough schedule. Like it's a little bit deceptive. So they're fifteen and sixteen. Let's look at some of the teams uh, that they played earlier in the year. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Uh, Colorado Buffaloes did not cover. <laughs> the game did go over. Right now, I'm sweating out Georgia and Missouri need over 131. It's 59-57 with uh, three minutes and 56 seconds remaining. Man, these games when they're this close, though, you don't get a lot of points laid because nobody fouls. Um, all right, we got a couple of games tipping off in a couple of minutes uh, here. We're going to jump in on uh, Utah Valley State. They've absolutely crushed and massacred Bakersfield this year. They've beaten them by 23 and 32 points. I don't see uh, why it's going to be any different uh, this afternoon. Uh, we got UCLA and Stanford. Uh, I like UCLA. The number's gone up. I hope it's not a trap, uh, Cam. We'll lay to four points uh, with the UCLA Bruins. i got to be honest with you. I really liked it at three, and I don't like buying a point down from, from four to three. 
But I liked it at three, and I'm scared they're going to win by three. The problem is when you're buying points, too, you see the discrepancy sometimes. So like one point, it goes from like 10 cents to 35 cents and whatever. It's it not, depends it's, on the it's, book, it's and it depends crazy. on the situation. Yeah, yeah right. but like a lot of the time I've been noticing it's, for I, this tournament, they're really jacking it. They're really jacking it. 140. 140? I got to pay 30 cents. Yeah, that's what I'm talking for about. For one point. That's insane. Like, it's not like you're getting a, a, an extra point in f- a football or something else. Some books are better than others at this stuff. But. It used to be eight. Like, the, consistently, the book that I dealt with, it was about 18 cents a lot of the time. Uh, you'd get, you'd get like, in basketball, it was pretty close. But I've been noticing a lot of people are playing the conference tournaments. They know that. They're not stupid. And they want you to pay a premium right now. That's the thing. If you're, if you're in to win it, man, they're going to charge you. They're not screwing around. Right, we're, we're jumping in right now. We're jumping in. We're jumping in. Utah Valley. Utah what? Valley. Minus eight. Click. What about Fresno State and San Diego State, a game that goes off in uh, about 10 minutes' time? Very interesting game. Good game. Yeah, yeah, it's a good game. Exactly. What do you think? Four points in that game. I I, I, I want to I take, take a shot with Fresno there, but I don't know. I sort of lean Fresno. Yeah. Let me just get this UCLA. Fresno, Fresno's getting, uh, they're getting four points in this game. All I think right. they can get it done. I think that's, uh, I, I think that's a strong play. I'm still, uh, I don't know why this said Duquesne game's a trap. I hope it's not because I've already clicked it. Now I feel, <laughs> now I feel stupid. <laughs> ah, man, what's the line movement, man? Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get, yeah. a big speech, and then yeah, then then we'll see what happens there. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to we'll get to that game in a second. All right, uh, let me just get this. So we got Bakersfield in minus eight. Going to click this UCLA. I'm doing it. It's minus three. It's minus. Yeah, get three. in there. Yeah. Uh, what's the money? Is the money line it's still minus, like it's nuts? minus one forty? Wow. No, one, so, minus one ninety. It's more minus one ninety. So that's what I'm thinking. Do I want to lay minus three for minus one forty, or I just lay minus one ninety on a money line? But I don't really want to lay one ninety. No, one ninety is very, very. That's a, that's a big price to pay for a few. Points. I usually tap out. One seventy is like really. I don't even like that. No. I like one fifty five and under. Yeah, but I, I'll go as high as sixty five. Yeah, it's sort of like in five. it's sort of like in baseball. I'll go up to 175 for a pitcher, but I don't really like. You can lose money betting on baseball. I've learned my lesson in my younger years, Cam. I used to bet more baseball favorites, and it's a dangerous way to bet baseball. We'll talk about that once the baseball season. No, dogs starts. are the way to go in baseball for sure. Like, yeah. and I, I'm not just saying that. Like, I know guys who play baseball and they blindly bet underdogs because you win year after year after year, and you can't lay some of these big favorites minus 270. It's nuts. Yeah, Fresno and San Diego say total feels a little low at 137 and a half. This isn't Steve Fisher, San Diego State Aztecs anymore. They play a more up-tempo style of basketball. I think they can get a, yeah, up and down, play a little no, no defense there, get a nice little spurt. SDSU, these teams are on the bubble right now. Fresno should get in. There's not a lot of love or respect, though, really, for the Mountain West, to be honest uh, with you, from, from the committee. So I wouldn't imagine too many teams getting in besides, besides the winner. Um, they played twice uh, this year, Cam, and both these games uh, went over the number that we got posted here. So 137 and a half is the total in this basketball game. Uh, they just played recently, actually. They played uh, February the uh, the 6th. It was 79-61. So uh, that gets us to 140. Uh, they played on January the 17th. It was 77-73. Gets us to 150. So you notice a common theme uh, here. Um, San Diego State... You know, they played uh, They played four unders in a row with a push. But listen to the totals. They played Nevada. It was 79-74. Got to 153. Yep. They played against Boise State. The total was 144. They got to 138. That that would go over this number. They played against San Jose State. They, they got to 130. The total was 142. That one stayed under. Air Force. But those are lower scoring teams. Fresno like to run a little bit. Fresno are a little bit up uh, tempo. They both score. You want to talk about evenly matched teams here? 
Fresno State averaged 77.6 points per game. San Diego State averaged 77.4 points per game. So you got a .3 differential there. Fresno gave up 68.9. And uh, San Diego State gave up an even 68. Hmm. It's a, you, you can't get any more, more, more even. So why don't you take the points? Very good point. <laughs> That's the thing. If, if you're getting four, Fresno, evenly, Fresno can get it done. Well, listen, Fresno have beaten them three straight times. Yeah, it's not like football we talk about. Oh, yeah, tough to beat the team four straight times. Well, they can do it. Fresno State, man, we win one for the Valley. You could do it. Why not? They're both playing good basketball right now. San Diego State riding a five-game uh, win streak, six-game win streak right now, straight up. Really? Mm, yes, sir. Coming in hot into the tournament. Very interesting. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, Fresno lost their last game, but uh, it was at the pit, and it went to overtime. They lost yeah. 95-86. That seems respectable. It's like they. It's not like they rolled over. And going into the pit is a very, very difficult place to play. I'm a. Uh, I'm more of a San Diego State fan than I am Fresno. I don't know. But Fresno's been good to me recently in football this year. They were huge underdogs. They were actually a darling. Like for people that bet underdogs, Fresno was great in college football. They they actually leave a, a nice taste in your mouth recently. They've been covering. So, you know what? Sometimes you have good affiliations with certain programs and schools. You know what? I got no problem with Fresno. All right, we're going to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to get in there, too. Right I think I, I think we're both going to take a dip in uh, Fresno waters. Hey, I'm taking a plus, plus four. I'm going to buy the half point. It's three and a half right now. On my book, it's four. Interesting. Really? Very interesting. Yep. You got a better book than I do. I also, I don't, I'm not on the internet, so I'm probably, maybe the line went down a half point <laughs> while I've been offline. Yeah, right. Because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't get on because it'll just. Uh, Is that what's going to happen? Maybe I'll just stay off. I, just <laughs> yeah, got, I got I nothing. Yeah, I, was, I was reading uh, old scores. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, we'll take Fresno plus the four, and I'm going to go over the 137 in that game. It's 137 and a half. We'll make it uh You love overs. Like, do you ever do, – do like, how many – what was the last time you bet an under? I do have an under for uh, – for, for tonight? Actually, you know what? The game's actually starting in a few minutes. I'm glad you brought it up. Yes, I'm going to shock you, Cam. I have an under. In uh, what – can you give me the conference? Uh, let me oh, see. I'm going to guess. It's such a <laughs> – Oh, it's a random conference? Nothing big? It's uh, such a, a bad conference. I was thinking, what damn conference is it? But it's um, it's out west. Oh, the Big West? Is that what it is? Yeah. It's in the Big West? Big West. Okay. Um, I'm going under the number in a game. It's actually starting in a few minutes. Oh, uh, Long Beach and... Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, and uh, who else are they, who are they playing? Cal State Fullerton? Man, they take these games off the board right on the... Man, damn, I got to get this in game now. Yes, sir. Long Beach and Cal State Fullerton. Yeah. Under. Grab the under, guys. What's the total? What's the total in that game? Is it about a buck uh, 38? 152. 152. 153. 152 and a half. 153. That's, that seems high for teams that can go on uh, yeah, offensive droughts. Yeah, you know me. I'm, in a, I'm an over better. You sure are. But, yeah, I like the under in this game. Listen, both these teams, big under teams, Cam. Cal State Fullerton, 8 and 16 to the under this year. Long Beach, 13 and 17. Uh, to the under. How about this? The last um, the last uh, six times they play. Look at all the unders, Cam, when they play. Under 153. Under 155. Under 156. Under, under 156. Yeah. Under 149 and a half. Oh, my God. Under 149. Under 132. Wow, the last over. So they've had two, four, six, seven straight unders. And look, one over look at Long Beach form right now. 
under, 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 over, over. Like they're eight and two to the under in their last ten long beach. Man, and note and notice how what they were doing with the totals. They're starting high, even when they're going to low totals. They're still not getting still a little high. Listen, as somebody that bets overs all the time, to get to one fifty three, man, you need you need kids hitting shots. These games are only forty minutes. Like to get to one fifty three, you need a clean ride, a couple of three balls, a couple of runs. I'm going under. I I don't often bet unders at camp, but yeah, I'm going under the number. I like that. You got to mix it up every once in a while. Not every game's going over. Like look at some of the games today. They look like they were going over, and then they have scoring droughts. So like even seventy one seventy in that Alabama game often happens. Yeah, it happens all the time in college. That's the thing. It's so freaky. Like right now, I got Georgia Missouri over one thirty one. This game. You know, droughts. Yeah, it was. They you know, was going over the number. They're at uh, one twenty-two right. It's only twelve seconds left. I'm not going to be able to get. There's not enough time to hit enough foul shots on the way out there. Can you tell me what happened in the Kansas game? I can't get a score. I uh, I've been refreshing it, but uh, yeah, I don't have a I don't have a connection. I was going to say I, I was hoping for Oklahoma State to come back and maybe hit a couple threes at the buzzer for me, but uh, final score eighty-two sixty-eight Kansas Jayhawks. That's not a cover. That's a loss. So they got to one fifty. No, that's not a cover. They won by uh, fourteen. Yep, got I got them at six and a half. Not good enough. Man, they were down, too. They were. Oklahoma State was winning that game. I should have bought out of it to Kansas, but, you know, sometimes we just don't pay attention. (laughs) (laughs) Gambling's so much funner when you win. Uh, It sure is, buddy. It sure is. It sure is. All right, fan-controlled fantasy uh, football league. Uh, Do you love watching your uh, fantasy uh, player score a winning touchdown? Now imagine you actually got to call that touchdown play. The Fan Control Football League is putting play calling into the hands of fans with real professional players running the action. From drafting rosters to voting on trades, the FCFL uh, is uh, one part coach, one part GM, and one part owner. So the fan, if you get into this, you're you're a part coach, part GM, part owner. This is all done through a fan token. Fans earn uh, fan tokens each time their vote yields a successful outcome. The more fan uh, tokens a fan earns, the greater power attributed to their future votes. Visit fcfl.io.io to to, to learn uh, how you can take control. And uh, the cool thing, if you're wondering right now, well, I don't, I don't want fan tokens. No, 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 no. Uh, the you know the best performing fans will be eligible for many prizes, including a cut of the one million dollar yes. championship purse. That sounds like money, not tokens. That's right. Uh, visit fcfl.io. It's not .com, guys. It's .io. I've never heard of .io uh, before, but it is 2018. There's a lot of things I don't know. <laughs> the FCFL, <laughs> where you're in control. What was that thing? That's a, that's a great concept. Yeah, no, that is a wicked concept. Man, we talked about it. Like NTN at the bar, you call the plays, you get points, and I like that. Instead instead of getting a, a pound of wings or an extra drink or you know a coupon or for a tab, you get actually credits that are real money, which I really yeah, and appreciate. Yeah, it's sort of. It's sort and of, you, it makes you the GM coach. Yeah, everybody. you control your fate. Yeah, you can never, you know, none of us going to have enough money to be like Jerry Jones and no. you know, Papa John's and Dallas Cowboys. Great point. So, you know, this you can call plays, be a GM, you can get involved, sort of. It's like you're, you're a real owner. This is the future of fantasy sports, more interaction. And, uh, you know, great, great job. Uh, it's a great, great concept. Uh, uh, I'm definitely going to start uh, playing and getting involved uh, with this. You know, we all think we're better coaches than real coaches, yeah, right? Now, now, you get, now you get a chance to prove it. Great point. We, great all think, point. we all think we're better coaches. So we were talking about Conflict Diamond um, a couple of days ago on the yeah. program. And, you know, speaking of uh, ownership and teams, 
And uh, basically, we are, um, I don't know, we're, uh, we're basically, what's the team I'm looking for here? The Browns? Yeah, the Cleveland Browns, yes. Yeah, no, that's a little harsh. Yeah, we've actually, you know, we've actually won, right? Buccaneers? It's a little bit harsh. How's Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Is that about right? I'm thinking of like a college team. Hawaii? Yeah, Hawaii's playing later. <laughs> so, Ball State. So basically, we're, we're like Ball we're, State. We're, we're Ball State. Yeah, we were ready to tap out. Like our season was coming to an end. Yeah. And we had discussed how basically in the, in the coming weeks, we will no longer be in the horse racing industry. Mm-hmm. I even openly discussed uh, violating uh, ethics rules and uh, not caring that if I lost my license. <laughs> Great point. Since I was like, well, well remember, remember, you, so the, what? Suspend me. Before, sorry to interrupt your story, but remember you said if we took action at the horse or whatever, we probably would have made like 20 grand <laughs> that night. We talked about it, remember? But you can't do it because you're a member of the board. I know. I don't want to be a, become a bookmaker anyway because I, so, like, I like people. I don't want to take their money. I want to take strangers' monies. Yeah, if I if I became a bookie, man, with my luck, man, guys would start hitting sixteen hit, yeah, parlays. That's right. Hey, hey, Marazzi, hit a twelve game parlay. You owe me thirty eight thousand dollars. I'm slow paying a guy that wins twelve hundred in a fantasy league. It's a great. I know he, he still hasn't been paid. I'd be like that bookie on Seinfeld. Sorry, Jerry, I don't have your money. money. Uh, but you're a bookie. <laughs> I know. So we were talking about Conflict Diamond, and now uh, so we got a race this week. Su- uh, Sunday? Yeah, we're feeling good about it. Uh, Sunday, Flamborough, race one. Ooh, hold on. Race number one. Race one. So, so it's completely Garrett- different. I like the fact that everything's just different. Yeah. We've never raced like race one. I like this. Race one. So Gary Guy does his pre- so probably around, I would say, 625, uh, 630 Eastern makes a lot of sense. Is that correct? Race one. Here, let me. Uh, I, I, I know. Trust I, me. I, 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 I watch. I, hey, like the, you said, in the summer, you, it's you 645. Don't, you they might move it up in the I winter. Told, oh, yeah. my post time, six, oh, six. six o'clock. Ooh. I told you. It gets, I, that's the thing about these winter races. I noticed they so post time, So it means we'll be riding at about 603 type thing, right? Yeah, well, I don't know if get, he might break down like the card or whatever, but yeah, probably around okay, 610. Okay, no, so six. No, you're six, right. Six, ten, six, six means they're coming on the track. Yeah. That's right. All right. Not in the gate. So six. But be ready to watch at six. Yeah. So six, six o'clock exactly. Um, so yeah, we're in the first race. I like that. We're always in the eighth, seventh, or eighth. Something different. I agree. I like the, a lot of themes here about number one. And we want to end up number one. We're in the, the first race. Yes. And we have the one hole. Beautiful. Just come out when you need the one We've hole. We've never you- had the rail before. You know what we need now, to how do? How much is this? Basically, like, I was talking with Cody Saftik, and he said, listen, if we get a good start, that's it. we have the rail, we're going to hold our ground. That's what you have to and do. And if we can't win, like, we, you know, we're, we, you know, we got problems. I was actually <laughs> watching some harness racing today. Me, I met a guy from Woodbine about some stuff uh, going on. But anyway. Like, we can't complain yeah. about the ride this time. Like, if we, if, you know what I mean? No, but you know what happens? When the, when the, when the car comes out to pull... Conflict Diamond needs to be, like, not coming. You need to take That's off. That's what I'm you talking about. Off, when yeah. you're in the one hole, it doesn't matter. You go to the front and worry about the rest later because, you know what? We have our driver, Jody Jameson. He can take him in. He can even, take him yeah, out. Because if you're you slowing down, to, you can block That's them. the That's thing. The, yeah, you you, have, can block you have to control traffic when you're in that situation. You control the traffic. And you know what you yeah. do? And if he's holding on to a lead, don't you do? You cut the guy off coming around. All the things We've that they did We've never controlled traffic. Us. The only time we ever did, we were nine legs ahead. Wire to wire. So it wasn't really traffic, but it's been a problem for us. We've often had the seventh hole, the sixth hole. We're always boxed in. We've had, eight, we've had eight nines before. So we've got the one hole, Cam. Get it out quick. First race, one hole. Fresh, fresh, fast track. Great driver. Jody Jamison driving. 
I talked to his buddy today. In a lower grade claims race, we need it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling good. We're going to win. Let's do it, man. We need it. I'll be happy with top three. So would I. Win, nine, win bonus. Nine horses in the race, though. I don't like that. We'll get the odds, and uh, we'll talk more Conflict Diamond after, as it looks like uh, we might not be done. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyrotor.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. That's right. I said under. It's not a typo. Under. Tony Cicada will join us at 6 o'clock when they talk some about DFS. Kind of a lighter night uh, tonight in the National Basketball Association. Crazy night on the ice. Oh, my God. There's so many games, it's hard to put a lineup together. Full slate of uh, National Hockey League games uh, tonight. I've got two NHL picks that I like uh, tonight, uh, Cam. I'm on a 4-0 run right now in the NHL. Two nights ago, I was 3-0. Last night, I picked one game. Knew that the Buffalo Sabres, after beating yep. the Toronto Maple Leafs. Flames. Dude, I know, I was on the Flames. Gotta start, I'm going to start betting on Sabre games more because I really know. Like, they, they really they repeat themselves. They play well against good teams. And then? Whenever they're big, big dogs and you're like, they don't have a hope in hell tonight, they're going to hang around, lose by one yep. on the puck line or win the game outright. Very true. And when they're playing an average-ass team, Calgary lost four in a row. Great. Buffalo's not winning two in a row at home. And boom, Calgary beats them up. A great point, too. And Calgary needs the points, right? Because they're a team fighting. I remember I saw that like before the game started, too, they had a big speech. They went boom, boom. Like Buffalo didn't even know what hit them in that game. Calgary came out, yeah. punched them in the face, five to one final. And Buffalo scored their goal. The crazy thing was the total was five and a half. Buffalo scored with 13 seconds left in that game to get it to the over. Man, there are a lot of hockey games uh, tonight told, on the board. I told you, I love the whole board. Let's go. We should go over some games because it's going to be a great night. Well, one of the games that I like, I took them the other night, and they uh, they got it done for us a couple of nights ago. And um, they had the night off. They're staying in the area. The red-hot uh, Winnipeg Jets. Want to hear about the Winnipeg Win- Jets? Winnipeg Jets tonight. Uh, Did you hear what happened the last game? No reason no reason not to take them tonight right. against the New Jersey Devils. The Winnipeg Jets are playing, so they went into Carolina. I told you about the lucky win off the referee's face where uh, uh, Paul Stastny scored the winner. Then they go into New York. You know what happened? Patrick Laine opened up the scoring for the Jets. He scored the second goal and the third natural hat trick. You talk about Taylor Hall as the hottest player in the league, like LeBron's lighting it up and DK, I'm telling you, right now Taylor Hall and Patrick Laine are the hottest players in the universe. Yeah. You could take this guy, put him in your lineups, Gabe. He's hot. Like he is scorching hot. He's got uh he's got at least one point in 26 straight uh, appearances. Taylor Hall. Yeah, Taylor Hall's on fire. For 19 straight games. Uh, but because uh, he was off, so you know, going back, you know, um, unbelievable. Twenty straight uh, straight appearances, nineteen uh, straight uh, games. Uh, Brian Boyle says uh, he's been far and away the best player and uh, MVP uh, for us. Thirty goals, team high, seventy four points. He's an MVP candidate. He should be at the top of the list, in my opinion, for what he's done. It's remarkable. It is remarkable. Uh, Devils are thirty four and twenty five. 
uh, five and five in their last games, coming to, in their last ten, coming off a six-four win over the Montreal Canadiens. But Winnipeg Jets, Cam, eight and two in their last ten, just smoking. Yeah, the Jets are hot. I, I was going to put the Jets on my ticket. The only reason I didn't put the Jets on my betting board tonight, short is, price. It's a short price. I also look at the situation. They've been on the road for a bit and, and successful on the road, and they're also a team that really doesn't have to worry about anything. I just think it's a, a, a game where the Devils are going to be very hungry. I think it's going to be a real tight game. the hot game. hand. That's my logic. Yeah, no, I know. Ride the hot hand. And, no, and the true. other, in the next game, I like. I only like two NHL games, despite the big uh, slate tonight. Remember a couple of nights ago, you and I were both all over Columbus against uh, Las Vegas. Uh, yet uh, tonight... Tonight, Las Vegas beats Detroit. Yes, I don't. I'm not. Yes. Know. You pick your spots. You pick your spots betting against Vegas. VGS. Tonight's not the spot to do it. They've been pretty good coming off of losses. They bounce back. They've been off for a couple of days. And uh, Cam, you know, I don't have to tell you the Detroit Red Wings are uh, colder than one of your Pepsi's in, 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 in when the I freezer. Leave, when I leave yeah. it in the freezer, yeah, they're ice cold. They sure are. They're man. ice cold. They're, they're, they're ready to explode. Like yeah. you know, it's all deformed and stuff. Yeah. Like it. When it, you know what I don't like when it's deformed? It doesn't taste the same. It gets too sugary on the top and too watery on the bottom. I've also uh, exper- I've scared the crap out of myself with I've the exper- noise. I'm experimenting with beers, too. Very dangerous beer. Freezer beers. Like uh, I thought like something exploded once because I just heard this like, pow! It was sort of like, yeah, I was like, it was sort of like a cap gun or something. I was like, what the hell? And I didn't know what it was until a couple hours later. It was later in the night. I opened my freezer and uh, just saw the old uh, brown slushies all over the place. It, you know it, the best it, thing it about? popped. It you know, popped exactly. You know what yeah. I love about yeah, your, it was just a chunk of slush. You know what I love about Pepsi your freezer slush. though, Gabe? It's the best because I come in there. It's actually great because your fridge is really busy, but your freezer has a lot of room. So when you play the freezer game, it's very simple. Just a quick one mop. Boom. Mine, I have to take it out because it sticks to bread. It sticks to the other food. It's a nightmare. You put everything in the freezer. That's what I'm talking about. You put about. your underwear in the I, freezer. I would. I, I would. Cool. If I could keep a gel cool uh, nut hugger sack there, I, I would definitely keep my underwear in the in the, in the freezer. Love the freezer. The nut hugger sack. Yeah, but my Pepsi blew the other night, too. I had to clean out the whole damn freezer. It sucked. All right, Fresno State and San Diego State are off and uh, I'm not, not running. It's 5-4 after sounds, six minutes. Sounds like they're walking. Yeah, five four after six minutes. Great stuff. This this is why though when I talk about the Mountain West sucking, Cam, and yeah, they, you know they they go ice cold. They they are a freezer. When you want to talk about freezers, that's Mountain West basketball. So there's a lot of talk about um, about the Seattle Seahawks. Oh. Richard Sherman. I guess Richard Sherman's been told. Yeah, he's no. He told them I'm gone. Yeah, he was uh, saying Richard Sherman's going to be moving on. Yes, he is. Richard Sherman's going to be moving on. Uh, he basically, I think he wrote uh, Lane a letter or tweeted him and said, hey, man, it's been a, uh, a slice. And uh, this is the problem. The Seahawks got more problems than I, I told you. Uh, the Michael Bennett story well, to the Mike, Philadelphia Eagles. Well, now right? Michael Bennett on the, on the Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles. Nice signing for the Philadelphia Eagles. Great sign. Here at Seattle. Here at see how Seattle's They're playing it now. Just, They're being all bitter and being weird. Like, hear what they said? Oh, Michael Bennett was a problem. What was he a problem years before when he was getting sacks? And another thing dude, is... teams, you know why they do this? They always do this, teams. You know why they do this? Is because they don't want their fans bitching. Yes, I know. Right? Why did you let this guy go? Right? So they immediately... Look at, look at, look at poor Isaiah Thomas. You know, I don't think Isaiah Thomas is an angel or anything like that. But look at Isaiah Thomas. The guy's sister got uh, killed. I know. And they, he they, plays they, the next day in the playoffs. Uh, he plays well. He hung like, you know, what was it, 47 points or 49 yeah. points, whatever the hell it is. The kid played his heart out for the Boston Celtics. The second he left, oh, he's yeah, a selfish player. Exactly. He's a selfish player. He's a problem in the room. 
In fact, you know what, Tony, uh, Tony Sincata actually surprised. I didn't think Tony was going to join us hey, until 6, 7, nice point right now. Tony comes in early. Tony, you know the Boston media and the Boston sports scene. Seems to me the teams from Boston do this more than ever, but they're doing it to Bennett right now that he's a troublemaker. That's why you guys were good. They were all troublemakers on the Seahawks. Yeah, we get it. You know, he's a football player. What do you, what do you want? Like, you want a Boy Scout? Exactly. Because I'm playing on the defensive line in the National Football League. But, Tony, the Red Sox, the Kings of this, the Celtics, the Bruins, the Boston media, it's always the hit job on what a player leaves after. You, you know, it's, it's amazing, isn't it, Tony? Oh, well, you know, it's one of those things is that everybody in sports, that's what it is. We're passionate about. I wish we were back in the days. We used to hate the opposing teams, right? And you used to be all fired up. Like now you see, like nothing worse than me that David Ortiz was at Derek Jeter's bowling tournament. Mookie Betts was uh, also at a yeah. Yankees thing. That let, let me ask you. Let me ask you that, guys, because funny, it's actually a perfect segue into this. Yep. We're talking about Seattle and everything. So, uh, John Gruden, remember he did that great show, the QB camp? That's right. Yeah. It was a great, great show. So, he can't do it anymore because he's the coach of the Raiders now. Um, so, guess who they got to replace him? Russell Wilson. Now, what exactly what Tony just thought. And Tony, when I saw that Russell Wilson, and it's not just going to be quarterbacks, but basically Russell Wilson's going to talk football and mentor rookie players. And I'm thinking, why the hell... Is the Seattle Seahawks quarterback going to be mentoring exactly. players that are coming into the league that don't play for the Seattle Seahawks? That's the benefit of Russell Wilson being on your team. You get his secrets. Not everybody gets his secrets. You get the secrets to success. No, honest, Tony, you see what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Why the, why the hell would Russell Wilson help all these young quarterbacks come to the league? That's not your job, Russell. You know that the you know whose job it is? The coach of the team that he gets drafted to. What do you think? Like he's an active player, Tony. He shouldn't be doing a show where he's mentoring young players coming into the league, in my opinion. Oh, I totally agree, and the crazy thing is, right, is now Seattle's going to be this this quarterback situation. Obviously, he's he's in a career. People are killing Josh Rosen already, right, because he has this outside interest, and he might oh, not yeah. be all in football. Yeah, Russell yeah. Wilson's already trying to set up his post-NFL career by playing for the Yankees, taking broadcasting jobs. How devoted is he to the Seahawks? Yeah. you got to love the hit job on Josh Rosen right now. That He's a free thinker. Like that that's the big thing. Yeah. He has thoughts on things. Yeah, it freaks well. people out. <laughs> Basically if you ask Josh Rosen a question, he will answer it. Yes. Like he and don't worry, he'll get conditioned and probably be like every dumbass pro and he won't say anything after the fact. But yeah, no, it, it's it's amazing to me the the, the the media smear jobs and you're right about Russell Wilson, so yeah, you know, we talk about commitment. The guy's at baseball right now. I know. Like, you know, what a commitment. The Seahawks are... Right the guy thinks that drinking water, like, stops concussions. <laughs> what, 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 what the hell are the Seahawks doing, too, by the way? They're letting all this stuff happen. Uh, Pete Carroll, under his watch, they already talked about getting rid of Jimmy Graham. We talk about Bennett got traded. Now Wilson's doing uh, the know, runs, camp. The run's done, Cam. Oh, it's over. I'm telling oh, you. Look at the change in the guard. You got the Rams. It's ridiculous. And, and no, look at the Ra- Garoppolo and the 49ers. You got the 49ers coming up. The Rams are for real. Pete There's a change you know what he's doing? This is the craziest thing, and Cam won't like this. Pete Carroll knows that the, the team's in trouble, so what he's doing is he yep. got rid of every coach, and he's getting rid of every veteran, and then he's going to say, oh, we've got a rebuilding team. So he buys himself three or four years. 
That's <laughs> yeah, pretty smart, Tony. I didn't think they were that, that, that far away, but honestly, what, what I'm seeing in the offseason, it's almost like they're waving the flag. I don't know what the hell's going on. They've got to get Russell Wilson some help, too. That's, a, that's yeah, another that's, thing. If that's you that's always want to get, get rid of players all the time and save money all the time, then start getting some, some help for Wilson. You know when the Seahawks went back? Get a running back and get an offensive you, line. You know when things changed for them? When they got rid of Unger and everyone was thinking, oh, what a great move. You know, you pick up Jimmy Graham. When they, got, when they dismantled that offensive line, they were done. And I'll tell you, that's the thing. People don't understand how important he was to that team for the running game, for the protection, for everything. Tony, we were talking about Pete Rose uh, earlier. Yeah. So you know, so I told a story. Listen, there's uh, an Expos charity, Expos Fan Fest. It's called, and it's, you know, Expos guy. He's really trying to keep the team, get the team back and stuff, and does a great job for charity. Gives the money to the Children's Hospital. So there's a big dinner in Montreal with all the former Expos, and. Um, uh, Pete Rose is a former Expo. So Pete Rose actually got his 4,000th hit with the Montreal Expos. And, you know, Pete's proud of that. And, you know, Montreal, you know, it's sort of a piece of Expos history. It yeah. is what it is. He was on the Expos. And uh, so Pete Rose surprisingly said, listen, I can't come to the dinner, probably because he can't get into Canada since uh, he's been in jail. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. He might have not been pardoned. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, so Pete actually said, listen, I can't come to the dinner, but, uh, you know, I wish you guys luck. And, hey, you know, um, you know, hopefully the Expos come back, so I'm going to send you 100 baseballs. So Pete Rose sent them 100 baseballs, uh, autographed baseballs, and uh, for, for, for the auction and the charity and stuff. I was like, you know, a pretty nice thing for Pete to do. And we said, you know, Pete's pretty greedy and stuff, but, you know, he's not he's not total, you know, he's not a total bad guy. And then basically a couple hours later, Tony, I see that Pete Rose is um, for five. So he's hosting dinner for four. What do you think this is worth, Tony? You didn't hear us talking about this, right? Yeah. So dinner for four, Pete Rose, four autographed baseballs, four pitchers, dinner for four. You pay for the dinner. And uh, yeah, you pay for the dinner. How much do you oh. think that's worth? Uh, that is. What would going... you pay? What oh, would you I... pay? What would you pay to eat dinner with Pete Rose? I'd pay one thirteen. Hundred and thirteen dollars. Yeah, but I think it's going to go for twenty five hundred. Five thousand. Five thousand bucks. I don't think he gets it. Do you think he gets it? No, he doesn't. Get no, it. but get this, Tony. So it's five thousand dollars dinner of four, four people. Yeah. You buy him dinner. That's right. Yeah. You're buying him dinner. He's bringing four baseballs. It's $5,000, and you pay for your own airfare to Las Vegas. Oh, like, it's yeah. not even a yeah. dinner. Like, you don't even get all you can drink booze. Like, you know, oh. if he said, all right, listen, it's 500 bucks per person. You get blasted for free, and we eat the nice food from the Bellagio. Oh, yeah. That then then, you, then, then I mean? you go up yeah. to $1,000. Yeah, but now it's like $5,000, four autographed baseballs. You pay for the dinner. No free booze. <laughs> people, I, you remember this game, but I don't know if like, people. I, I said this, Tony. You could literally sleep with Stormy Daniels. I mean, Trump only paid Stormy Daniels ten thousand to sleep with her. Oh yeah, sleep with Pete Rose. Like, yeah, you can get a lot of hookers in Vegas for five thousand dollars. <laughs> yes, you could. Yes, you could. And it, and I would like that. But um, I also would like. <laughs> I would like the opportunity. I met Pete when Pete was doing his radio show in Boca Raton. He had a sports or a restaurant there, and his wife was the biggest bitch and money hungry girl lady I've ever met in my life. <laughs> And, uh, and Pete was like, I think he, he she grew on him. And then, then they got divorced. Now Pete has a hot Asian girl, I think. I think he has a yeah, hot he Asian girl. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He did. I don't know if he still does. Uh, he, anyway, he's he's really hustling. And as we found out recently, too, Pete, uh, Pete, uh, Pete not only a great hitter, but he also has something in common. Like, Pete's got something in common with, like, Tony Gwynn, great hitter. 
He's yeah. also got something in Woody Allen. You know, oh, yeah. like, uh, yeah. remember the story yeah. that came out? Yeah, that's that true. was the nail in the coffin for Pete's, like, TV Young. career. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was like you, you were back on TV, and then it's like, all right. No, Basically, yeah, you go. know. Yeah. <laughs> he does. The thing he is, does. too, wasn't yeah, it, that wasn't It's cool. sad in <laughs> Vegas with that, that sport that uh, – the sports story hangs out the collectibles place, and he's just bang, wait, yeah. hanging out there waiting for someone to beg him to sign his autograph. Yeah, he was going off. Yeah, Maranci offered him forty, and his uh, representative told him to take a walk. He he didn't have any other clients that day. Insider no, I, trading. I, I Insider trading, guys. Three times I've never seen anyone over there. Really? No, I went up to him too. Yeah. No one was there. I felt bad for him, and I offered the guy that was there forty bucks. They wanted 105 bucks for the baseball. I was like, listen, I'll give you 40 bucks," and they wouldn't do it. So like, I wanted to support them. Um, Peyton Manning sold 31 Papa John outlets two days before yes. the, uh, they really? the NFL deal. That's, yeah. come on. Why do I get the feeling that uh, there'll be no uh, investigation? Guess, are you allowed? Yeah, you can do this. It's not insider trading, right, Tony? I mean, it seems a little kind of, you know. It seems like good business on my end, but it, like people would go to jail for this. Like, good, go to jail for this. I would can't say I wouldn't do the same thing, but people would somehow. Yeah, if you're the average guy and you do this, thirty-one outlets, like that's a lot of money. Yeah, We're no. talking about hundreds of millions of dollars. These franchises are expensive. And, dude, like, did he tell the? That's the thing. That's the thing ethically here. Peyton, did you tell the people that bought these franchises that, oh, yeah. by the way, in two days, we are dropping the NFL deal? Exactly. He did not. If he didn't, no, he then didn't. he's a scumbag. But He's hey, a he scumbag did, regardless. He did tease somebody before, and he got away with yes. that, right, Tony? And he, he, he went steroids and blamed his wife. Yeah, and Al Jazeera. Yes. <laughs> and now he's uh, they want to give him $12 million to be on Monday Night Football. Exactly. Back. He's a teabagger. <laughs>